Oh, please don't call me that. <laughs> this is Marvel 616 Politics, episode 78, with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. Now everybody's going to be wondering what I called you because they didn't hear that part. I started recording after that. <laughs> well, there is an edit button, isn't there? <laughs> there is. But, I mean, we're going we're going streamlined here. <laughs> What's up, man? Not much. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I'm sitting here with a, a cup of tepid water and some Skittles, so you know I'm going to be good. So is that your dinner? So far, yeah. Well, I don't think that's probably, I mean, with as much work as you're doing on the elliptical, I don't think Skittles and tepid water are good for that. What What would you suggest? Um, probably a hearty uh, chicken breast <clears throat> with some brown rice. Brown rice? Yeah, it's um, not white. So what's the, what's the difference there? What's the health difference of brown rice? Um, this week in Healthy Marvel Podcasts. It's made out of wheat. Wheat? Yes, it's made out of wheat. <laughs> okay. So, What's going on with you? Oh, what? <laughs> what is not going on with me, Andy? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on, actually. I've just, uh, I worked most of the day, and I went to the gym, and um, worked, and then I got ready for the podcast. You know, I... I don't know if we can say this, but I saw you on TV, and you were fantastic. <laughs> well, it's kind of a step down. Um, <laughs> From the silver screen? Is that what I, you're talking about? <laughs> I was in the third biggest movie of all time. Right. And then right. the third biggest movie of 2014. So then to go to local TV was a little rough. Uh, <laughs> you, did, you looked so good. <laughs> I went there and I was like, I was like, is there hair and makeup? <laughs> I felt like I felt like I was like your grandma because I was like, oh look at him, he's so cute. <laughs> oh well, thank you. <laughs> but I went, I went there and I was like, is there hair and makeup? And I was kind of serious, and they said, oh no, the the news anchors they even do their own hair and makeup. What? Oh well, where's the craft services table? And there was like a, a meal bar and some nuts on a table, like. Like uh, where the magazines are, it wasn't anything. It wasn't. It wasn't Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's okay. But it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Had a good time. That's really funny. So, what about you, man? What's uh? You've got Mardi Gras this week, right? I do. It's tomorrow. Yeah, Fat Tuesday. Now, can you kind of explain quickly what you know Fat Tuesday signifies? Sure. Like, uh, okay, well, in the Catholic denomination or religion, what have you, uh, Ash Wednesday is when Lent starts. And you get 40 days from Lent to Easter. And Lent is kind of where you show your dedication, I believe. Uh, I'm not Catholic, so forgive me if I get this wrong out there. <laughs> but it's kind of where you show your dedication to God by giving something up, like giving something up for Lent. And so um, a lot of people give up red meat. And so, like, uh, to 
to help that process, a lot of the Catholic churches have fish fries on Friday to get everybody involved, and, and it's kind of like a PR thing. But um, anyway, Fat Tuesday is the party before you give something up. So you whoop it up on Tuesday because Wednesday, all that fun is going away. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how. I don't, man, look, I don't get how that is an okay thing in the eyes of the church. <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, if Jesus came and said, like, hey, guess what? It's not really the laws. It's your heart attitude. You, you know, like the Sermon on the Mount then how are we getting away with this? We're like, hey, we're going to have to, you know, things are going to be rough for 40 days while we show our dedication to God. So let's all get drunk and, and throw up everywhere and start shooting everybody. You know, last yeah. week there were two two people killed. There were two people murdered at a parade. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because, like, it's so off the wall. Yeah, I mean, it's so off base. Whatever. Oh. So do you observe Lent? Uh, I do not, personally, no. Do you do Fat Tuesday where you eat a bunch of stuff? Uh, no, I do Fat Thursday on Thanksgiving. Would we call that regular Tuesday for Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I saw on Facebook how somebody was asking about shirt sizes, and they said, I need an extra, extra, extra large, or also known as Andy size. <laughs> I really... Really appreciate that, people. Thank you. <laughs> well, see, people don't know what you look like. They don't know if you're a 500-pound man or you're a skinny little dude, you know? That's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'll take the ridicule if it means that I get to keep my anonymity on some level. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the only post we have up is when you dressed up as a Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know. Yep. And I'm fine with that. Um by the way, today was a rough day. However, the silver <laughs> lining, I'm having a great hair day. Uh, your hair's so short. It's fantastic. What, what's making it so great? I, I tried this new uh, pomade. I didn't know you pomaded. <laughs> pomaded? <laughs> yeah. Well, what is it? American something? There's some brand out there. I don't well, know. Well, they're not sponsoring us. You don't need to say their name. Okay, there's some, but, you know, every yeah, I kind of switch back and forth between pomade and fiber, I guess, is their other thing. It's kind of like a paste, like a glue. Huh. Yeah. But, but I, did, I just thought you woke up and you went to work. No, no, I actually take some time. Huh. I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that you got your hair did. If I don't do my hair, it's all fluffy and it's, it, it's frizzy. It's not good. It's not good. Huh. Well, now, how's, how's the color in the hair doing? It's, uh... Okay, so I went and got my hair cut, right? And as I see all the grays falling on my shoulder, this girl adds insult to injury by... I said, she said, oh, it's a little thick in this area. You want me to thin it out? I was like, I... You know, I don't know. I mean, what's the what are the pros and cons here? Like, <laughs> she Can you draw me a chart. <laughs> she was like, "Well, I'm not gonna do this area because that's thinning." And oh. I said, "I said what?" And she said, "Yeah, right, right. This area. You don't wear. You don't. You don't seem like the type of person to wear a baseball cap, right?" And I, I was like, I was like, the room was spinning at this point. And I'm, <laughs> I was saying, "What? What does that mean? The type of person? What does it mean?" 
And she's oh. like, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You you don't look like that. I was like, I wear a baseball cap like on the on the weekends, like when I'm working out in the field, you know, like <laughs> when I'm not wearing my cowboy hat. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, I just that. I said, does that matter? Does that does that lend to thinning hair? And she said, oh yeah, yeah, it does. So like you know, I'm looking and seeing all these gray hairs fall and everything. But regardless. I'm looking good today. Okay, that's that's awesome. That's a great story. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I just wasn't sure if maybe you've come to the, like the distinguished look. You know, I think I have because my 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 facial hair is a little, you know, it needs to be shaved, but it's got some grays in it and everything. So, so are you gonna are you gonna just go natural? You know, I don't. I, there's a lot of changes at work. I don't have any more employees anymore, so I might do that. What does Jackie think? That's the most important. As long as I'm wearing deodorant, you know. Oh. What does it matter? No, she told me she likes the gray hair because she says it looks distinguished. I look distinguished. But you know what? I'm moving to a new job, not a new company, a new job that I think has less stress. So I think my rate of gray hair will slow down. (laughs) So you're thinking that's what's causing it. Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah, that and the excessive weight. <laughs> the excessive weight. Yeah, yeah, I eat my feelings. Well, how much are you up to? <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I've been feeling pretty skinny lately, but I haven't. <laughs> like, we went to the children's museum, and they had this scale on the floor, and I stood on it because I was like, "Oh, you know, like it's right here. I might as well check because I don't own a scale." We've talked about this before, and. I was feeling really good about myself until I realized, like, whoa, no, there's no way I lost 25 pounds. So oh. the scale was broken. So so you just kind of inadvertently bragged there. No, I don't think I did. The scale <laughs> was broken. I just didn't realize I lost 25 pounds. No, well, it was <laughs> broken. There's no way I lost 25 pounds. Well, congratulations on losing 25 pounds. You know... <laughs> Are you still doing the elliptical every morning? Not, no, not since I, I got to get back into that. I have not done that. Ugh, and see, every morning I think of you when I get on the elliptical. Not tomorrow. <laughs> it's, not tomorrow. it's Fat Tuesday. Why would I get on it? <laughs> if your if thoughts of Andy enter my head, I will push them away. <laughs> well, so I so will I recognize you when I see you? Oh, you may not. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> kind of some big news there. No, it is not. Don't blow this out of proportion. No, I have some gray hair and a killer haircut is all this story was. No, I was saying we have big news that you're going to, we're going to get together. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> I didn't okay. mean literally fat like your big news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Big news. March 27th? No, March 29th and 30th. Oh. Well, I think I requested, like, oh. Thursday and Friday off. Actually, March 28th and 29th. See? That's, yeah, I requested the 27th off, so. Okay. Yeah, it's actually a Saturday and a Sunday. It's not a Friday. Oh, it is a Saturday? Ooh, okay. So that means I'm going to be driving home on Monday. And, I mean, it's up to you, however long you want to, however long you want to stay. It's totally your call. So when am I going to get my t-shirts? Am I the only one who hasn't gotten my Marvel 616 Politics <laughs> t-shirt? You are. Did you not get a package in the mail yet? No. Okay. We had some issues, as everyone who ordered t-shirts, <laughs> uh, we had some issues with the printer. 
and yours was the final one that had an issue. And I was <laughs> I was told that last Monday your last shirt was sent to you. My last shirt? I haven't gotten the first shirt. Because I'm not sending them until I know that that shirt gets to you. Oh, okay. Because otherwise I'm going to drive up there myself, choke someone, and then take the shirt and send them all together. <laughs> okay. Don't – you know, there's no reason for violence, so – why isn't Jared at Gem City Comic Con? Well, he choked the guy that made our t-shirt. <laughs> He's in jail. <laughs> but we've got extras, so we're trying to sell those to bail him out. I couldn't have posted bail. <laughs> so, so yes, uh, your I've got your shirts. I've got your your wife's shirt. I've got your children's shirts. Got some other things for you. I'm just I want to make sure that you get your shirt, your single shirt first. I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, it's just going to be one of your girls is going to have a shirt teasing the rest of the family. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> Look what I got! Hoo-hoo! By this time, they probably grew out of it. It's been so long. I, well, when we have more shirts made, we'll be going with someone else. Yes. So, But yeah, so Gem City Comic Con is coming up. It is March 28th and 29th in Dayton, Ohio. And Andy, Jared, that's me, and Darren will be there live and uh, we'll be doing some, hopefully, some interviews. We're going to be just doing some recorded spots and bring you all the action from the Comic-Con. Oh, it's going to be action-packed. It's awesome. Darren, you and I have to talk, um, but uh, Darren has some, some really good ideas. He's got a camera guy that's going to come from his business. Um, we're going to try and get some interviews with Rob Liefeld and Greg Land and maybe some other people and just see what we can get into. That's a recipe for trouble, sir. A camera... <laughs> Well, you're pretty good at editing. <laughs> Video? No. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Okay. I think it'll uh, be a good time. This is Marvel 616 Politics. Thank you for listening. We are a comic book podcast. You can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Visit our website, our amazing website, at www.marvel616politics.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You'll see all the latest Marvel 616 news there, uh, along with uh, links back to our website with various polls and, and all kinds of good stuff. Uh, Darren has done a ton of new stuff with our website, so you definitely want to check that out. And uh, everything is linked through our Facebook you can also look us up on Instagram and on YouTube. Our handle is Marvel616Politics. And you can give us a call and leave us a message that will play on our podcast, 616-755-TINA. So I got a tax form in the mail um, for our company for the podcast, M6P LLC. Yes. And um, it was, what physical property and inventory do you have for assessing so that they can tax it? <laughs> and so I'm like thinking, sitting there going, it's a podcast. Like, we don't, there's no physical. Pro- I even bought the microphone with my own money. There's no <laughs> physical. So, anyway, I turned it in. If I if I can't if I get arrested, then you know, you well, you what, have to you and Darren will have to do the show. Well, I'll be in jail for for choking that guy. Oh, we're both gonna be in jail. Oh, Darren, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get some. We'll get Scott to come in. We'll get uh, McVicker and you know. Yeah, Darren, Scott, McVicker, and John will be uh, interesting. 
they'll have a they'll have a sit down, and it can be a plot of how to get us out of jail, or just take over. Like, sweet, they already established all this stuff. We got it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you turn that in. What does that mean? I just wrote on it. I, I talked to our tag, our accountant person here at work, and they said, "Oh, I got one similar. Just write no physical property." And I was oh. like, "Are you sure? Because it says <laughs> by penalty of law, you can have." <laughs> Either $500 fine, which, you know, that's a lot of money. But the or is a year in jail. So, like, that's kind of lopsided, right? Well, it depends on how you look at it. (laughs) Because in jail, I feel like I might save Jennifer some money if I was in jail. (laughs) You know, she wouldn't have to pay for food or clothing or recreation or housing or heating or... Any of that, you know, no Marvel Legends for me. I feel like if you're incarcerated, then your taxes should go up. Why is that? Like, not while you're in there, but after you get out. You know, kind (laughs) of like insurance, like car insurance, after you've been in a wreck, it goes up. Oh, so like they would have to pay for their stay. Right, yeah. Like, why should I pay for everybody else's stay? I'm not taking advantage of this. I agree. Maybe we should. Maybe we should all go to jail. (laughs) I did. That's Do you, you think got... they would let us? Would they let us pick like to bunk together? Like I want to be in the cell with Andy. I don't know if it's like camp, uh, where you say, you know, I I got here with my buddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> can Maybe I be tried together? Can I be in the same cabin? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's look. <laughs> we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They are the best place. In real life and on the internets to get your comic books. Marvel books, the only ones that really matter out there, 40% off. Four zero percent off of cover price. You can't mm-hmm. get you can't get it better anywhere else. I've looked. I've looked at Amazon, I've looked at eBay, can't do it. Nice. DCBService.com. Yes, definitely check them out. Also check out our next sponsor, Community Retail Partnership, www.crpsavings.com. You can also look them up on Facebook. They are a discount membership service for all of your purchasing needs through Office Depot. So whether you need a sticky note or a K-cup, a cleaning supply or a printer, check out crpsavings.com to save literally hundreds of dollars on all of your Office Depot needs. And thirdly, we are sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. You can check them out on Facebook and online at michaelwebsolutions.com. They are a wonderful service for all of your marketing and SEO needs for your small business. Check them out, michaelwebsolutions.com. Dun, dun, dun. Now I got a question for you. We're gonna, we got a ton to talk about, so we're going to hit it. We're just going to jump right in. All right. The Fantastic Four trailer. Did you see Holy this? Cow. Oh, my goodness. What? Good? What, bad? What ugly? was it? What was what? What about that was Fantastic Four? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. My, I, but, go ahead. No, well, you know, I saw it today for the first time. What? Yeah, Andy, you can't be saying that stuff on the podcast. <laughs> okay, I saw it today again. <laughs> <laughs> it it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It actually made me interested in seeing the movie. Okay. Okay. That that's it. 
my expectations were not high. They were low, and it beat my expectations. But what about it sets it apart and says that this is the Fantastic Four as opposed to any other sci-fi movie? So far, nothing. No, no you're, you are correct. I'm not and, trying to change your mind on that. Yeah, and that's, that is what my biggest issue is. When you saw the trailer for Iron Man or Avengers or even X-Men, uh, Spider-Man, you, it was set apart. It wasn't just another sci-fi movie of people with powers. You knew who the, it was. This movie, if they didn't tell me Fantastic Four at the end, I would have no idea what this is. That's true. That's it true. just takes away a specialness of it that as a fan, you know, since the book's been out since 61, I, I just think it's kind of almost disrespectful to the brand. Well, okay, let me ask you this. Do you want, do you want comics to be, the, like comic movies to be their own genre? Or would you like them to be incorporated and taken seriously as true movies, uh, no difference, and for them to stand on their own? Well, I think they can, honestly, I think they can do both. And I think movies like um, Bat- the, the Christopher Nolan Batman and the Marvel movies have really kind of shown that they can be both. They can be a superhero movie, but they can also be movies that are worthy, worthy of getting accolades in Hollywood because of how well they're, they're made. Uh, I agree with you, but I don't want other people to say, oh, is that a comic? Is that a superhero movie? Is that a comic book movie? Oh, okay, I'm not interested. Whereas if they didn't know that, they might actually go see it. Wouldn't that be better? I think that I think that you read a, you raise a good point, and I think that's what was said of Iron Man and Hulk when they came out. But that was almost ten years ago, and I don't think that people say that anymore. They say more so. We recognize it's a comic book movie, but the 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 trailer that I just saw, the minute and thirty second trailer I just saw, looks wild. I've got to see it, whether it's a comic book movie or not. <laughs> it's wild, man. It's just crazy in my head how good it looks. <laughs> you know? All right. All right. Well, what about the Daredevil trailer? Well, have you seen it? <laughs> I, I watched it today, yes. Andy, how do you hold off that long? I, 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 am, I don't know. I'm like hitting refresh every 30 seconds. Like, I know it's going to come up. I know it's coming up. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Do you think it's going to be too violent? No. I think it's it's just that another genre that Marvel is showing comic book movies can be. They can be hilarious like Guardians of the Galaxy. They can be a spy thriller mystery like Winter Soldier. Uh, they can be a vi- uh, you know, probably a, a um, sci-fi creepy maybe horror movie with doctor strange or you can have this dark and dirty gritty daredevil series too but they all exist together have you watched any like uh flash or arrow uh just the just the commercials okay um have you watched shield or agent peggy carter yes okay what do you think about those two series do you think that do you think that they're hokey? Do you think that they're good for what they are? Do you think that they are good quality TV regardless of what they are? Well, are you going somewhere? Because I haven't heard your thoughts on Daredevil. Well, yeah, I am going okay. somewhere. Um, I think S.H.I.E.L.D. is difficult for someone to just pick up and start watching. But I think Peggy Carter is much more accessible. 
if that's what you're asking. It is, but don't you get the feeling that it's kind of a hokey, like, you know, like, when when I'm watching a TV show, I don't want to th- realize that they're on a set. Okay. Okay, so, like, she's running through the building, and, like, I, I w- I'm, I'm pleased to tell you I'm caught up on all on both of these shows. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Woo! <laughs> 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 so... You know, she's running through the building and, you know, she's in the office and everything. But everything feels so small. Like, that first X-Men movie felt very small. Like, they were all boxed in. Everything that they were in, it was either obviously a green screen or, like, one path. Like, when they're driving in the truck and Sabretooth smashes them, it's like one path. This is where you act right here, this space. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel like it was a big world, you know. And that's kind of like these shows... Peggy Carter and Shield feel like okay, well, you're in this small space. You need to ask. You're you're either in the, you know, a room fighting or you're in <clears throat> the airplane, uh, whatever they call that thing. Um, but so my question, tying it back, is the the trailer for Daredevil was such a high caliber. I thought that it looked like a movie trailer. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think that it's going to be? Do you think it's going to blow Shield and Peggy Carter out of the water, or do you think it was a great trailer and it's going to fall right back into that kind of campy feel? I don't think it's going to be campy. I think I think it just kind of goes back to what I said earlier: is that it's just a different genre. That Daredevil is, you know, Daredevil's street level. He's dark, gritty, dirty, um, bloody. I think the language will probably be rougher on Daredevil than we've seen in in other Marvel uh, movies and, and shows. I, I just think that's the genre that it's tailored for. Just like if they made a Punisher movie, it would just be a lot darker than Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I was kind of asking. Do you think that all the Netflix uh, original series for Marvel are going to be like that? I, I think they're going to be darker, yeah, just based on the characters, and then bringing them all together for the Defenders. I mean, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, uh, those are kind of the street-level hero for hire, and I think they go along with Daredevil, so it probably will be a bit tougher. And I don't think Netflix has the same restrictions maybe that a network like ABC has. Yeah, no, probably not. Well, what um, do you think? Daredevil is one of your favorite characters. I thought it looked very promising. I was a little disappointed on a couple things. Um, obviously we didn't see the suit. I know that's a big, uh, that's kind of a, a, a big thing that I've heard. We haven't seen that yet. Uh, we did see his, his black suit when he first started getting started. Um, but it looks promising. I'm kind of sad that the Kingpin isn't bigger. <laughs> is that, is that silly? That was my only downfall of the trailer. Okay. I'm sure the guy can act. Oh yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio is great. Right, but it's just he didn't seem as big as I picture the Kingpin. And for some reason, you know, Michael Clark Duncan, he he pulled it off as far as the presence of, of the Kingpin, you know? Yeah, I think, I mean, just get the guy some shoulder pads and and uh, buff up those arms a little bit. I, I think when I think of Kingpin, I think of that massive Spider-Man animated series Kingpin from the night. Yes, yes. And for some reason, that didn't seem out of proportion to me, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, no. basically, he is the juggernaut with <laughs> with beige <laughs> with beige armor, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, he's got to be larger than life. Right. Yeah, I just don't know who you could. I mean, maybe you could do an Andre the Giant type of person, right? Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I think I think a bodysuit underneath Vincent D'Onofrio's suit wouldn't have been a bad idea. But well, it was cool to see Stick and and uh, Karen Page and stuff like that. Now, is Foggy Nelson kind of the, 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 the geeky-looking guy? Like, there was is, – is that one uh, – you know who I'm talking about in the yeah, trailer? Yeah, with, with the longer hair. Yeah. Yeah. See, that makes more sense. Like, that's good casting now, I think about that. But unfortunately – and this is going to sound super harsh – but <laughs> that guy's looks, he – he doesn't seem like a, a lead serious actor, so but he, he does seem like he could fit that character of Foggy. Yeah, and it might be good. Uh, he might be a little bit of a lighter tone in the midst of all the darkness. Sure. Maybe. We'll see. Well, if this does well, then I think it would gain a lot of speed for the other ones. You know, from the... Because people don't know who Luke Cage is. If you're like, oh, are you going to watch the Luke Cage TV show? People have no idea that that's a comic book character. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe is good, to your point. Like, we want these things to stand on their own, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, oh, but, well, I'll watch another Netflix original series. And and think, you know, who knew uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy, too? That's true. <laughs> Nobody. I, really, going back to Iron Man... Comic book people knew Iron Man, but a lot of people didn't really know who Iron Man was. They knew who Hulk and, and Captain America and Spider-Man were, but Iron Man and Thor were definitely le- lesser-known you know, characters. Do you think they chose Iron Man because of uh, what Tony Stark's character could bring to it instead of just all the, the action-adventure stuff? Like, oh, well, here's a likable character, you know, like... Somebody who plays this, who does a good job, obviously like an alcoholic womanizer who could really ham it up, you know. I think to an extent, I think the other part was, well, I think there were two other parts in that Iron Man was still a big, when you looked at who Marvel owned film rights wise, Iron Man was the biggest one that they owned, him and Iron and Hulk. And then on the other part, you know, they didn't have Captain America and Thor's right movie rights yet when they started making Iron Man. That was a, a back-end deal that, that was made after Iron Man and Hulk were in production. Oh, I gotcha. So it was kind of like, well, we can make Power Pack, or we can make Iron Man. <laughs> they went with Iron Man. <laughs> I, think I wouldn't, it was a I wouldn't mind seeing a Power Pack movie, but just not the first one, you know? Dude, it was, there was supposed to be one made. They, Marvel made a deal back with uh, New Line Cinema... Back in the day, and they were supposed to produce 10 Marvel movies, uh, all with small budgets around $10 million each. And wow. Power Pack was one of them. Wow. I heard that Universal Studios still owns the right to Namor. Is that true? Well, Kevin Feige says it's just kind of a murky, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> a murky water. <laughs> About who owns those rights? Yeah, that, that they have access to Namor. But that the the money, not all the money will necessarily go to Marvel should they include him. Gotcha. Yeah. Same thing with, apparently it sounds like the same thing is happening with Elektra too. The, the Daredevil rights reverted back to, to Marvel, but not necessarily Elektra as a whole reverted back. Hmm. So it might have something to do with Elektra being produced 
later after the Daredevil movie and right. how many, you know, X amount of years until it goes back. So that's why they're saying Elektra is not appearing in the Daredevil Netflix series. Well, you know, I mean, you can have subsequent series or subsequent uh, seasons, and when that reverts back, depending on how good this is, you know? Oh, absolutely. I say now, start start with the status quo where you don't necessarily have Elektra in there. Yeah, let let him just kind of build on his own. Right. But, you know, we watched uh, two nights ago, well, for Valentine's Day, we watched Electra. That was our, our movie. What? Why? We had never seen it. Oh, you know what? That's I've never seen it, so. Okay. <laughs> it was not as bad as everyone said. I Really? I gave it probably, I would watch it again. I probably gave it like a six and a half. Was Typhoid Mary in it? She was. Okay. Okay. Where does it fall? It's better than this movie, but worse than this movie. Oh, it's better than Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay, good. Um, it's better. I'm looking at my Marvel shelf. Oh, it's better than Fantastic Four and Fantastic Four Two. Okay, poor Doug Jones. Uh, I don't because see, like I liked all the Spider-Man movies. What I about Punisher? All... What about Punisher? Again, that's one that we purchased and haven't watched. You you've never watched the Tom Jane Punisher one? I know. Oh, I... dude, that's that's one of my favorites. I know a lot of people disagree, and that's how I feel about Electra. It wasn't that bad. It uh-huh. didn't. It focused on some elements that Marvel would never focus on. But I liked. I liked it. Huh? Look at you. All right. So well, you'll have to watch Electra, and I'll have to watch Punisher. Okay. Well, you know what? When we come up for the for Gem City, we'll do that. We could do that. I was also going to say, before we move on, uh, do you have Netflix? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's all we have, actually. So do you think you'll binge watch, or will you spread Daredevil out? We'll probably watch two a night. Okay. Yeah, so how many episodes? Is it 13 episodes? I believe 10 or 12 or 13, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 10, 12, 13. Yes, yes, that sounds good. Yeah, so, well, I mean, it'll last us a, I mean, a week, a week and a half. Okay. Yeah. I just, I wasn't, so you'll watch it with Jackie or with the kids, too? Oh, no, just with Jackie. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, it's, I mean, it looks like it could be rough. Yeah, I just, I figured you'd, you'd say that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't watch, we with the kids, we watch the A-Team, <laughs> <laughs> the original Star Trek, if that ever, you know, every once in a while and uh dude do you okay you have netflix yeah okay this is gonna sound ridiculous but hear me (laughs) out okay have you ever watched one of those stupid barbie movies those like computer graphic animated (laughs) barbie movies uh the trailers have been enough for me okay they are awful (laughs) they are awful however you know, in those movies, they don't have hinges. They're supposed to be like real people, right? They don't have these joints that the Barbie dolls have. Barbie life in the dream house. You have to watch. No. Yes. Yes. You have to watch that. It is so good. That is a, sh- that is a show that I would write for. It's, it's so good, dude. Oh, Andy, where's this coming from? No, you need to... Okay, look, do me a favor. It's tw- 20 minutes, and there's like five... <laughs> there's like five small little episode things inside of it. 
you would like it. Jennifer would like it. Do me a favor, watch one episode and let me know if you like it. Why, why would we like it? It's, it's Barbie. It's so funny. It is so funny, dude. I don't know. I'm questioning <laughs> our friendship now. Like, who are no, you? It's good. It's called Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. It's really funny. <laughs> You'll love it. I'm telling you. There's one where they become superheroes and solve all these fashion emergencies. It's great. <laughs> Andy. It's really good. Oh, you're going to... When people hear this, they're going to roast you. No. <laughs> I didn't think about that. But... <laughs> Look, you can't deny it. You watch the show, Barbie Life in the Dream House. It is hilarious, and I mean, tell me it's not something. I, w- I would love to write comedy for that show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, why don't you give us some of the Marvel cinematic news that's out there? Oh, I didn't see that on the agenda. No, I I left it off. Ah, hmm. uh, cinematic news. Uh, Iron uh, Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. did an interview today where he just discussed his role uh, in the you know coming up in the Marvel universe and how he said you know he's not confirmed for Avengers: Infinity War one and two. That uh, he understands he is getting older and he wants to go before someone has to tell him to leave. Uh, that he also understands that Marvel understands their brand and that they're going to do what's best for their brand and he is just thrilled to be a part of this, like the role of a lifetime. Wow. Good for him. Good attitude. Absolutely. So he said, he said, Captain America Civil War is not Iron Man 4. It's called Captain America 3 for a reason. So uh, he just wanted to make that known that this is Chris Evans' movie and he's just a part of it. Huh. I wonder, was- why, I wonder why he felt the need to have to do that. Uh, well, because I think a lot of people were saying it was equal billing and he was just saying, no, it's not. It's not Iron Man 4. This is Cap 3. Huh. Iron Man 3 already had his movie. Oh, huh. okay. We've got some uh, casting on the Deadpool movie. Uh, sound looks like Daniel Cudmore will be back playing Colossus. And Hollywood just sent out a, a casting sheet today uh, with some descriptions of characters they're looking for without giving names. But it looks like all of the uh, Joe Kelly Deadpool characters are going to be in the movie from Blind Al or and Domino, um, the what's the the shark? What's his name? The <clears throat> uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. It just slipped. If it would have been on the agenda, I could have written down. Is it <laughs> is it Tiger Shark? It's not. Is no, it? it's not Tiger Shark. Okay. So uh, so that went out. <laughs> if and, it was uh, on the agenda, <laughs> suddenly blame it more on me. <laughs> I was talking about the big news about Spider-Man. Oh, I was like... We what? haven't even talked about that. <laughs> yeah, why don't you... You're the Spider-Man dude. What was your reaction? Okay. You were a lot more excited than I was. I tried to I tried to play it up. I'm not an excitable person. Well, but... I knew that it meant... Like, this was the biggest Marvel news since... Since I don't know what. You know, since they announced Avengers. You know, this is tr- huge. True. It broke at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. You and Darren were both asleep. I had no one to tell. <laughs> so I, but I knew it was going to get lots and lots of hits. So I got it up on the Facebook, on the webpage. We got like 11, uh, like 15 new likes from it and lots and lots of hits. Like, I need somebody to talk to. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, <laughs> okay. 
first of all, I have very mixed feelings about this. I am super, super excited that it's going back to Marvel because I, I feel like we can trust Marvel with the character because look at their track record for all their movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they, they're doing a great job. They're knocking them out of the park. What I hope to see is more of what defines Spider-Man instead of, oh, this guy doesn't like Spider-Man. He only exists because Spider-Man exists, so let's fight this way. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm worried about. I don't really want to see another origin story. You know, we've done that. But you know how they did the Hulk with Ed Norton. The origin story was in the opening credits, so it was okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think that they they can kind of balance that out. What I am sad about <sighs> is that it's not going to be Andrew Garfield. Mm. You know, and on one hand, it's good because you're not muddling up your cinematic universe canon. But on the other hand, he was really, really good, I thought. So, I, you know, he was, he was the quintessential, like, modern-day Spider-Man. And he was, he was the everyman. Uh, he didn't know how to work through his feelings. He didn't know how to express himself. He, you know, tried to do the right thing all the time. I loved in the second movie how... It, how Gwen said, you're not going to do this to me again. Like, they mm. keep going back and forth and back and forth because he can't make up his mind. Like, he knows what's right, but he also loves her. And, you know, like, that character and how it was written and how they acted in it, not necessarily the dialogue, but but the, what was underneath the script between the lines, like how they brought it to life. I mean, that was pure Spider-Man. I really connected with that. But so you're going to lose all that, you know? Mm-hmm. And Marvel does a great job casting. I haven't seen somebody I, I, I totally have disliked yet in, the, in their casting. But, um, you know, that kind of makes me worried. I have trepidation about that. Mm, big word. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think? What do, do I what? What do you think? Um, I, I echo your sentiments. Um. I was extremely like just over the moon when I when I heard it, and then I got to read the details. I slept on it and just kind of thought about it after a while. And uh, <clears throat> I don't think Marvel will do the the villain is created because of Spider Man angle because that's happened a thousand times, you know. Right. I, I think they're going to do it right. I mean, Marvel understands their characters, so they're going to do it right as long as Sony doesn't buck them. But I mean, the whole point, the, the whole reason that Sony got together with uh, Marvel was because they realized they don't know what they're doing, and the best way for them to make some money is to listen to what Marvel says, you know? I do think it's amazing that they did hash this out, like that prides didn't get in the way, you know? And that no money was even exchanged. That is that is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing Spider-Man. is spectacular, even, you know? <laughs> That's not what I was... But I guess my my biggest trepidate. I loved Andrew Garfield too. My issue with him was he was a little angsty. You know, he's a little more angsty than I prefer Peter Parker to be. Really. But when I think of Spider Man, I think of him over Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're talking not necessarily as Spider Man. You're talking about Peter Parker, though. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that we. I I think that we really actually haven't seen a good portrayal of Spider Man. I've seen. Oh. Uh, a fantastic portrayal of Peter Parker, 
but I have yet to see a Spider-Man that knocks my socks off. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So, I mean, from that regard, I'm looking forward to what Marvel can do. You know, it's kind of like with Remender's... What was that stupid thing we just read? Axis. (laughs) With Spider-Man and that. It's like, this isn't Spider-Man. Like... Yeah. You know, this is a caricature caricature of Spider-Man. Anyway. Yeah, I don't want that Spider-Man in the movies. No, tell me about it. I, and my other my other uh caution is you know Mar- the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been on a direction one way. They've been focused. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. And if they bring Spider-Man in, is that going to knock them off and make them go a different direction? Are they going to change some paths and, and make changes and, and kind of get off course? And- I, I, I kind of wondered about that, too, because it's clear that they're laying out a plan. Phase three, they're laying out for, um, you know, a, a space, a cosmic space battle. And so, you know, is Spider-Man going to have to take a back seat? Or are they going to change some of that? Or what are we doing? Yeah, and I'd, I'd almost, I know that he's like... He's bigger than Superman and Batman. Spider-Man is the you know the ultimate comic book character, but I would almost rather him take a back seat than them make too many alterations and end up with egg on their face. You know, because yeah. they know what they're doing. Don't don't divert from the plan. It's like in Survivor. You know, they get these alliances together, and there's like four or five of them, and then as they're going towards the final round, they're trying to get to the end. That one starts to talk over here, and then they add this, and they divert here, and And then that happens, and the alliance breaks apart, and none of them make it to the end. I have no idea what you're talking about. But I do think (laughs) that when they, you know, the same thing happens with the comic books that they're writing. They do have to adjust here and there because of what's going on in other books. And so I think that they could be very apt at that. So they have enough practice. Yeah, I mean, look at the the X-Men run with Chris Claremont and Jim Lee when they first started over again. Chris Claremont had laid the foundation. He knew where he was going, and they just came in and changed stuff. Yeah. So you go back and read some of those issues, and while they're good, you can see after issue three, it's definitely uh, kind of all over the place there for a little bit. Right, right. Um, Do you think it's going to be Peter or Miles? I think it would be a mistake to go with Miles right away. Even though we've already seen Peter in five other movies, I think it would be a mistake for Marvel to go with uh, Miles. I do too. Yeah, not because of not because of who he is, but just because if it's Marvel's big splash to get their character done right the right way they want to do it. I mean, even if you were to kill him, which I think is a terrible idea, but even if you were to kill him off in that first movie then introduce Miles, that would be better than just saying, hey, everything you thought you knew about it, it's wrong. But, you know, how many people really pay attention to what studio the Mar- the, the movie's coming out of? Only only fans, you know, not the yeah. casual viewer. So, yeah. They, I mean, that's where Marvel thinks that other people out there are making them look bad. Yeah, but the, the regular Joe Schmo doesn't see it. Right. They see the Marvel at the beginning, and they assume it's Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going to, because we are short on time, we are going to hit Spider-Verse. So let's jump to State of the Union and then circle back around on this agenda that you are looking at. Okay? Right. Ready? Do it. 
the state of our union. All right, State of the Union. We are going to tackle what is Spider-Verse. All right, Marvel, take your pick, right? Which Spider-Man do you want to choose for the movie? We have a bazillion of them here. Did you read this? This was the one topic on the whole agenda I was hoping you wouldn't talk about. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to do the whole, oh, sorry, Scott, we weren't able to get Spider-Verse again. <laughs> Kind of like when Jimmy Kimmel thanks Matt Damon. You know, sorry you weren't able to be on. (laughs) Um, No, we are going to tackle it (laughs) because because it ended. Because of who? Because it ended. Oh, I thought because of Emmett. No, I don't know who Emmett is. I don't either. Maybe is he he in the Spider-Verse? No, not that I know of. All right, so the rundown. I read the Wikipedia entry because I was having a hard time keeping up with what was going on in Spider-Verse. Okay. Really? This is your wheelhouse. I I I know. I know. It's nice of you to still say that after this. <laughs> okay. So you got all these titles. You got Spider-Man 2099, Spider-Woman. You got, you know, all these Spider-Verse team up 123 Spectacular Spider-Man. No, you don't have that. Superior Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. This story. <laughs> Okay, it, it's it's got so many tie-ins and everything. It's basically the inheritors who's Moreland and his extended family going from dimension to dimension eating Spider-Man. Then all the Spider-Man get together and team up and they say, we have to make sure that we don't kill them, but we, you know, make them not kill us. I'm like, okay. Well, Superior Spider-Man has a problem with that. He wants to kill them all. And so there's a little bit of arguing. And then they each separate and they have different missions that we're not even sure what they are. The girls go in this direction. The clones go in this direction. Spider-Woman's title follows Silk and Gwen Spidey and Spider-Woman Jessica Drew. And then the clones follow Kane and um, Ben Riley and the 1610 clone girl which i guess her new name is black widow and they're doing their own thing but eventually what happens is the inheritors get the three key pieces that we find halfway through are important because there's some prophecy that we don't really even know about but we don't spend that much time on (laughs) and so it's really important to have the other let's incorporate that that's kane the scion which is Mayday Parker's little brother from the MC2 world. And then you have the bride, which is Silk, who was the second person bit by that radioactive spider in the 616, who Ezekiel has kept away, hidden away this whole time. So the inheritors have all three of them. They're going to sacrifice them. They cut their finger and on the web... And so the blood goes down from the bride and from the other, and they're about to kill the scion, the little baby. And then all of the Spider-Men, including Spider-Ham, who has way too big a role in this thing, (laughs) attack the Inheritor's world, Earth-001. And whereas they couldn't attack them from before and they couldn't stand from before, even the cosmic universe Spider-Man 
got killed. They all beat them all back, but they didn't kill them. And so they exiled them to a world, an earth that was full of radiation, where they could go and run and find shelter. So they didn't kill them, but then they can't portal back. So it turns out that all these things are clones. Like once you kill an inheritor, their body just gets recloned. And if you don't have a cloning facility, then their essence gets put into a crystal. They didn't kill. They didn't break the crystal. They threw it into the radiation world. Also, I mean, this thing, it was bad. <laughs> okay, you have some sort of for some reason spider totems are the most important. When when J. Michael Straczynski introduced Moreland, it was any totem powered superhero or villain he was going after. But he was going after the most powerful ones, and Spider Man had proven himself, so that's who he was going after. That, but that changed. And so now it's all about the spiders, but it's just, it's just ridiculous. This isn't a Spider-Man story. I mean, even though there were a million Spider-Men in it, it was not a Spider-Man story. It was like a X-Men story with all these alternate universes, and it was like an Exiles. It's just the whole, the same problem with Slots Run. It's, it's, wouldn't it be all, it's like Mark Millar, <laughs> but less grotesque and less violent. You know, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if everybody in New York got turned into spiders? Wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, like, what about that? Like, why doesn't he just go after everybody in New York who got turned into a spider in Spider Island? And, you know, they got all this tech and they kill, you know, Superior Spider-Man kills the master weaver that holds the universe, the webbing of the universe together. He killed him. And so now we don't know what's going to happen to the web of the universe, the, the fabric of the universe it's dumb. You know why it's dumb? <laughs> no, tell me. Okay. The reason why it's dumb is because w- all these incursions are happening at the same time. We got hundreds of Spider-Men, right? Then they all go back to their own world, but we found out in New Avengers that there's only about half a dozen universes left. <laughs> I mean, no, two dozen. I'm sorry. We, we found out that there's only two dozen universes left, so all these people just jumped in and died. Right? They, they went back to their own home home worlds and they died Mm, yeah and then all of a sudden you know we're gonna get down to two the 1610 and the 616 and they're gonna be the ones that are left and i liked how in new avengers sidebar here i liked how (laughs) in new new avengers they talked about how because reed richards from the 1610 is smart and has no scruples he's basically just killing he's doing the same thing that the 616 is done done Every incursion that happens, they just destroy the other world, and they're basically the smartest ones, and that's why there's only two of them left. So every single character who we've met in there, except for Miles and Peter, are going to die. We think so, yeah. Uh, This is just, this is Marvel editorial saying, hey, we're going to end it, do whatever story you want. (laughs) I think so. Oh, just, did you read any of this? Um, no, I start. I wanted to read the. Um, I think it was the team up, the first team up, and it just stunk. Oh, it was bad. So, because I, I was, uh, I think I was talking to Scott. I was just like, I feel like there's so many titles. I don't even know where to start. So I got all the Amazing Spider-Man books. Those, those. I mean. I can't even say they're worth a read. The art is good. The art is good on those. 
And that's a shame, too, because the series just started. Like, yeah. It, what's it on issue 12 or 13 or 14 or something? Oh, well, it's on 14 now. Yeah. Okay. But, man, this thing. Was Scott excited about this? Um, I can't remember. I know he still buys all that stuff. I know Here's he the likes- thing with Scott. Let's talk about Scott for a second. Okay. <laughs> if he says, if he gets it in his mind that he's going to like it, whether it stinks or not, he's going to tell you it was awesome. I I don't know him well enough to, to know that. I, I know that he's secretly Dan Slott, and so he, I can only assume that he likes what he writes. Yeah. But, man, I am just praying that Slott, after this whole thing with Time Runs Out, isn't on the book anymore. Give him a different book. Give him a different character. Why do people, people keep buying this? They're never going to kick him off the book if people keep buying it. Yeah, and that's exactly true. People have to realize that fan letters and posting on forums doesn't do anything. The only way that you can get something changes with your, your money. Anyway, they, they had to incorporate 2099. They had to incorporate Spider-Woman. Spider-Woman, it was terrible. Like, issue after issue three, I just read that today. They're like, you know what? After all this, I quit. I'm going in my own direction. And that's Dennis Hopeless saying, listen... Look, I really didn't want to write all this stuff. Uh, now my book really starts. For anybody who was going to drop it, you know, hang on for next issue. Yeah. Like this, I don't know if you read Spider-Man 3, but if you if you bought it, at least flip through it. Because the first half is wrapping up Spider-Verse. The second half is her going to tell Rogers that she quits the Avengers, but if they need her. You know, so that she can do her own thing. It's such a weird... Anyway. And this whole thing with Silk and the way it ended was basically, hey, my pheromones are still interacting with yours, but it's been a long day, so let's just hold hands instead of making out. Huh? Yeah. Wait, who is Silk dating? Silk is... They can't keep their hands off each other when they're in the same room because they're meant to breed together or something. Silk and Spider-Woman? Spider-Man. Oh! Sorry. Sorry. Like Peter Parker? Yes! And Silk is who? Silk is some girl who got bit by the same radioactive spider. Gotcha. Okay. I got that one and Spider-Gwen confused. Yeah. No. I mean, and then we're going to have her. I mean, does she stay in the 616? Or, I mean, have we not destroyed her universe? What is going on? (laughs) I'm very discontent. (laughs) I do not like this. I kind of think the whole Secret Wars things, the Marvel has kind of told the writers, you know what? Do whatever you guys want to do, really. Just go for it. Because there are a ton of titles right now that I think we could both say the same thing for. I have never, I have never been able to drop as many titles as I have. Yeah, you, you let go quite a few, didn't you? Yes, like, I don't know how many, but probably like half. Because I'm like, this has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe. This has nothing to do with the Marvel Universe. Like, look, that that uh, um, Winter Soldier book. Oh, the, man. The Bucky Ooh. Barnes. That is a very pretty book. But, oh, my goodness. What is going on? The It's Quake and Bucky <laughs> going around the universe, falling in love. You can't tell what's going on from the art. And, like, oh, it's just... Uh, and then you get you get the books that come out like bi monthly, like Iron Fist, 
and Silver Surfer, which neither of them have anything to do with basically themselves, even. Uh-huh. I think anyway. part of the other part was that Marvel had a success with Hawkeye, kind of being a fringe book, but yes. successful. Yes. And they're, they've tried to duplicate that same formula in, in like, ten different titles, and it just doesn't right. work. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Hawkeye was a stellar book. This last issue that wrapped everything up was really good. And I think it's going to continue with a different creative team. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to suffer. It's not going to be that good. Um, have you read The Black Vortex at all? Yeah. Okay, what do you think about that? Uh, I, I, it really hasn't gained enough steam. You know, it's not really going anywhere yet. They yeah. just, you know, the past two issues have really just been setting the stage, and then the last issue, you know, ended with them all looking at the Black Vortex and seeing what they could be. Uh, I thought it made them into those things. No, they're looking into it. They didn't go through it. Are you sure? I'm 95% sure. Okay. Right. She, Gamora takes it, she's got it under her arms... And she, the next panel, she's holding it, and you see what they that's, could look like. Yeah, that's true. Because only Gamora and Beast went through it. Oh, I know. Like, what is with Bendis and Beast? <laughs> like, in, in one year. Well, okay, in two years, he's changed him twice. Yeah. Okay, real quick, Black Vortex. There is no reason why I should like this book, but I do. What do you mean there's no reason you should? There's no, like you said, it's not going anywhere. It's slow. It's kind of quirky. We've seen the artifact thing. Oh, should we destroy it? Should we not destroy it? We've seen that, you know, a ton of times. But you know what? Doggone it, it's fun. Yeah, I think it's kind of a, you know, a superhero uh, heist, you know? Yeah, and I, I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, is this the great? It, it's not super serious like Infinity was. Um, which I really did enjoy, but it's not like stupid. But you're supposed to take it super serious, like Axis. Yes, yeah, and it's you know it's not Squirrel Girl, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think yeah. that you know the art is good. It's not amazing, but it doesn't stink. It's just like a comic book, you know, like comic book art. It's got uh, characters that I enjoy. The, the main group of X-Men characters, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, this mystery with, I call it the Siege Perilous, because that's what the Black Vortex is. This was done, you know, back in the 80s. Right, yeah. This is just a ripoff of Chris Claremont's idea is all I see it as. Probably. Hey, let me, let me real quick derail you. So there's this giant, there's this giant clay like sand pit behind our house, okay. uh, like way behind our house. Like when I say giant, I mean like acres big. It's like a quarry, but it's with red dirt. And um, I took the girls back there, and we had like an adventure. And I was like, well, we need a code name for this. And they were like, what about the dirt pile? And I was like, no, no. What about we need something to make it sound scary? Like growing up. Your Uncle Mark and I, we had a place that we went called the Badlands because everything, they <laughs> destroyed everything with the trees and they harvested them all and there was nothing left. And I was like, what about the Siege Perilous? <laughs> and they were like, yes! Yeah, the Siege Perilous! So we had fun. <laughs> so you've also ripped off Chris Claremont. <laughs> <laughs> That's why this is this story is right up my alley. But your girls probably think that, oh my gosh, dad is so smart. He's so creative. 
what a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, yes. And then, like, they'll read it eventually, obviously. Yeah. And then they'll connect the dots, and they'll still be in awe. They will. It'll be one of those cool memories, you know? Yes. No, that's cool, man. That's and the Badlands is that from Lion King? No, actually, that's from uh, Star Trek Voyager. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you're um, working on those original ideas, okay? okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, all my original ideas right now are focused on Barbie Life in the Dreamhouse. Oh no, no, I can't even <laughs> tell Jeff for that. The other cool thing about Black Vortex was we got to see Thane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all like, what happened? It's kind of a weird pairing, Bendis and Humphreys. But, you know, Humphreys, the the Star-Lord book, hasn't been bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you taking my word for it? I mm-hmm. just, yeah, it is it is what it is. It's not, you know, it's a, not a must-read, but it's not a pass either. Right, right. All right, um, you want to hit these number ones? We had a ton of number ones come out. Yeah, we could just hit them real quick. All right, you want to do, well, I'm going to play a bumper. We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. Go for it. All right. Current events. All right. Current events. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven number ones come out. So, Operation Sin, Wolverine, Spider-Man the X-Men, Ant-Man, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Uncanny Avengers, and S.H.I.E.L.D. All right. Uh, Wolverines, what'd you think? Okay, I was into the miniseries, but I am not into this series. Well, you're just talking about number one. Right, okay, so, we're not, it didn't, it didn't. It didn't grab my interest. It was like, what? who are these characters? We kind of talked about this a little bit already on the podcast. But, you know, where does it fit in continuity? Who are these characters? I don't. I, I know I recognize what they look like, but I don't recognize how they're acting. And so it didn't draw me in, you know? And, and I'm barely reading the recap pages on these things. <laughs> I like the last. The last page was the best. The last few pages when Sinister showed up. I thought that, that was great. That did pique my interest, and it was not Kieran Gillen's sinister. It was it was the, the real one. Yeah, it was the real sinister. Yes. <laughs> but are you are you going to continue to read this? Yeah, I am. I'm gonna. I like Mystique and Sabretooth and Lady Deathstrike, Doc and X twenty three. I like that that group, uh, and I want to know what's going on with Mister Sinister. I like that group. I don't like the other group that's involved. No, I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. Which I've changed my tune. I recognize that. When Charles Soule was writing that uh, Weapon X, I thought that was interesting until they paired up with these guys, and then it's not interesting anymore. I don't know. Yeah, they just kind of became two-dimensional. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And the art, the, the, the switching art is weird, you know? Yeah. Just when you, ha- when you have an artist on a title, keep them on the title. You know, back in the day, people used to draw books for years, and now they can barely do two issues. Yeah, I don't know what that is. All right, anything else catch your fancy on this? Uh, no, my fancy was not caught on anything else. On any of these number ones? Oh, I meant on Wolverines. No, I meant your your fancy. Was your fancy caught on any of these other number it ones? It got stuck. It kind of hurt a little bit. But um, I, <laughs> Spider-Man and the X-Men, probably, uh, it was interesting. <clears throat> I'll put it that way. I don't know that I enjoyed it. <laughs> but... Yeah. 
It was interesting. It wasn't even interesting to me. Well, it reminded me of old school books because there was so much dialogue. Like, it took me a while to read this book. Okay. It, it wasn't a, you know, seven-minute read. It was kind of, oh, I'm going to... There's a lot of words in these word bubbles. This is going on for a long time. So I kind of like that... I like I like wordy books, I guess. I don't like the straightforward, it's over, you know, before you've even gotten the receipt from the comic book owner. <laughs> but I guess the premise, you know, Spider-Man joining as a favorite of Wolverine to find a mole in the team, and then they're captured by Sauron on Savage Island. Eh, been there, done that uh, quite a few times, and seems kind of pointless. Another X-Men title that's super pointless. It's stupid. Like, why would Wolverine pick him? Uh, yeah. And there's so many characters at the Wolverine school to then yeah. throw the biggest comic book character into it that just screams, uh, we want to make money on this title. Yeah. It, w- all it that was. Yeah, it wasn't good. But I did like Ant-Man. I thought Ant-Man was pretty good. You know, I did too. I did too, and I think that uh, with Nick Spencer, I think he can tell a story. I think he's quirky enough, but also, uh, you know, on point enough to keep me interested. Um, I, I kind of see this as the follow-up, uh, not story-wise, but creator-wise, to uh, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to this one. You know, I'm not I'm not super interested in the character, but like right away, he's relatable. Right away, he's looking for a job. And uh, he gets diced out of some things, and Tony starts being a big jerk to him. So it was good. Good. Uh, Uncanny Avengers. I'm good. What do you mean you're good? I just. Uh, they took an interesting concept and watered it down into dribble. It's uh, this did not grab me. No. No. No, I don't care for the cast, I didn't care for the art, and I don't care for the story. So, there was really no redeeming thing I could find about it. Right, yeah, the cast is so, like, you know, nothing grabs you. Like, who are these people that, like, this group wouldn't work. No, but you don't care about them, you know? No, I don't. I mean, alright, well, Operation Sin, I was surprisingly into this first issue. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but uh, Catherine Immanen, Immanen, um, she tends to do a good job. You know, nothing stellar out there, but I liked it, and I didn't think I would. Hmm. Did you get to get a chance to look I, at this? I did one? not. I okay. did not even look interested to me. You know, I think it, this was their, this is their Peggy Carter, Agents oh, of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. tie-in. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because it's probably it probably is because um, I was watching the show. And so that's probably why I kind of saw this. I like the character in the book better than the character in the show, but at least it came to to life for me. Kind of like what I was saying um, last time when we did our awards about uh, Peter Quill and Drax, even Mm -hmm. because of the movie, it more clearly defined the character and how I read the book when I'm going along and reading it. And so therefore it becomes a little bit more enjoyable. Um, same thing a little bit with shield number one. Like I finally, even though I read number two and I am not, I am not into this book at all. 
Mark Wade is a good writer, and he made me care about Coulson a little bit more and a little bit of motivation from what Coulson has. But the background story, I don't want to read about like an international police force. Uh, I don't understand why Operation Sin is called Operation Sin when it's like has the same cover as Original Sin. Like yeah. I don't see how it spins out of that. I know it has to do with the annual. The annual... Um, for original sin kind of tied into this and kind of bridges the gap but still i don't i don't see but these two books together it's very interesting it's drawing these characters further in to the 616 and bridging the gap between the cinematic universe and the 616 and i don't like that idea i don't either okay but i think we're going to see a lot of that especially coming out of battle world and secret war I know. Yeah. So out of all of the... Oh, oh, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Did you read this? I read the first two pages and looked at the pictures. Yeah, that's about all it's good for. Because there is no possible way that this has any bearing on the rest of canon. Mm -mm. How could it? And it can't. It can't. With Galactus and everything... But just with her, like, oh, now she's going to college, and uh, th- that's not the-, the last time I saw Squirrel Girl. I'm sure she might have appeared since, but last time I saw her was in New Avengers when she right. was watching the Jessica Cage's kid. Yep. yep. And she was like, you know, all gritty and talking about her former relationship with Wolverine, and she wasn't this happy-go-lucky butterflies flying out of her ears going to college character. Now, I don't mind this book, that this book exists. I I think that there's a place for this type of thing. I'm glad that Marvel's breaking into this area, and it's kind of like that Franklin Richards son of, you know, boy genius. I like that. That wasn't canon. You know, that was for kids and stuff. But, you know, there's there's a part of me that's like, well, you know, have have a kid's universe. Um, Or at least in the front, say it's non-canon. I mean, to... Jackie would say this is this is the stupidest thing in the world. Like a book exists and you disapprove of it because it doesn't say that it's not in the canon. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's a fun book. I get that. But tell me before I buy it, tell me before I open it and read it, that alright, this is a fun book. It's not it has nothing to do with the you know, canon. It has nothing to do with what's going on in the Marvel universe right now. And it just it makes me, you know, these all came out in January. What are we doing if we got four months until we kill everything? <laughs> and everybody's going to be on Battleworld. It's going to affect every book is what I read, right? It's supposed to. Line right. wide. How can it affect Operation Sin? How can it affect S.H.I.E.L.D.? How can it affect Unbeatable Squirrel Girl? Like... I don't know what they're doing, and that that bothers me. You know, if they're just exploring different genres and giving different, you know, I can understand that giving different writers an option, but it doesn't it doesn't make sense. I can't see it right now. We'll have to find it. Wait and see. I guess we'll find out this May. All right, everybody. I want you to go to our website and uh, Marvel Six One Six politics.com go to our facebook page tell us what you think about these things 
Um, you can email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com. Of course, follow us on Twitter at 616politics. You can also send us money at jaredmayo at hotmail.com. <laughs> what? What? Well, I was just telling, we're telling people what to do, right? <laughs> I was just giving my PayPal. That's If you want money, I'll take it. It's Jared with an I. <laughs> okay, I'll write that down. So you can do that. You can also, like Andy said, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can hit us up on Instagram or YouTube. Our handle is marvel616politics. And you can give us a call, leave us a message with a question or a witty comment at 616-755-TINA, and we'll play it on the air. And, of course, we are sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. The best place on the internet to get all of your comic books. Marvel books, 40% off. Go there, buy them. Also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership, www.crpsavings.com. You can save on all of your purchases through Office Depot for a low fee of $39 for a lifetime membership with Community Retail Partnership. And lastly, we're sponsored by Michael Webb Solutions, michaelwebbsolutions.com. For all of your marketing, SEO, and internet needs, look up michaelwebbsolutions.com. And until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. Judas.